The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Everybody, welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, joined by Mr. Jason Koopsik and our pal Potter. What's cracking, you mama jamas? Oh, it's, been, uh, it's been what? It's been fun researching for tonight's show. Absolutely. Uh-oh. Absolutely. Everybody so, has an opinion about that. That's right. That's right. So we are joined by John Davis... Uh, John, are you there? Can you hear me okay? Yep. yep. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much for, for taking the time uh, to, to do the show. Well, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, always appreciate it. Yeah, it should be a, a very interesting subject, one that we've only lightly ever touched on. So having you come on board with this show is is huge for us. It's a fun one, and it's one of those ones that uh, really captures uh, a lot of people and uh, really makes them sit back and you know start asking some important questions. Absolutely. We had that happen last week with uh, with Jason telling me I'm a Taurus. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll let's get started with how you got involved. And then we'll go into a little bit of the history of Flat Earth Society, because it's been around for quite a while, or the theory has anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've probably been at it about a decade now, uh, probably a bit longer than that, if you know, I really thought about it. But um, one day I just sort of uh, uh, started questioning all these beliefs that we sort of take at their face value and uh, look, put them under the uh, lens of skepticism a little uh, stronger than I would have before that, and uh, one thing led to another. I, I came across some literature from the Flat Earth Society, uh, and uh, something about it rang uh, of truth. It, it rang of uh, in, a, in a very interesting way, in, in that they seemed to have a method that was a little closer to uh, a lot of people talk about the giants of science. We stand on, on the shoulders of giants. Uh, it, it seemed to ring truer to those giants' method than it did uh, than uh, mainstream science does. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason Josh and I and Potter are in this paranormal or conspiracy or whatever field you want to call it um, is because we want to question everything. Because we have experiences in our lives that we can't explain. So I completely understand you're wanting to expand and look outside the box, so to speak. Definitely. And I think that's a central thing, too. Um the whole flat earth uh, cause in, in general. I mean, yes, we believe the earth is flat and we have some very strong evidence for it, but I think I think we'd be happy if people were just asking the questions rather. Um, you, you know, some people aren't, aren't going to find their way to our truth. They might find their way to their own beliefs. Uh, but uh, at the center of that, if they're not asking the question, then we have no hope at all. Yeah. So in your view, the way you look at it, do you see it as a 100% 
thing that it's flat, or do you open it to possibility that you might be wrong? Well, yeah, I mean, anytime anyone believes anything, uh, if they're being reasonable about it, they're going to open themselves up to being wrong. Uh, on the other hand, yes, I do believe it 100%. Uh, I've, I've been convinced, um, or rather that the facts have convinced me. Uh, so yes and no. And it's a bit of both. Uh, I, I think it's like that for a lot of things, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's go into uh, the history of the society you be believe or belong to specifically. Mm -hmm. When did it get started, and who's who's the leading members, and what's your role in it? Um, well, it started off in the 1800s, uh, and, and really the the fighter view in general did. Uh, you do have some little stints of it earlier in history, but. Uh, it was started by this uh, fellow called uh, Samuel Robotham, and he wrote a book called Earth on a Globe. And, uh, oh, sorry, my cat's attacking me. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, he wrote, he wrote this book, and uh, he lays out uh, uh, just a plethora of really great proofs. I compare him to the, the Flat Earth Charles Ford um, to, to that the really uh, beg the question, and, and, start, and he started the whole movement. And uh, af after that point, it, uh, after his death, uh, s some others took on after him, a lot of his followers. Uh, Lady Blount comes to mind. She was a poet and aristocrat of the time. Uh, you know, fast forward to today. I mean, there's a lot in between there. We had the, the space race with uh, Charles Johnson was uh, a very adamant uh, supporter of the Flat Earth Society and the, our president for a while. Uh, also partaking a few funny commercials uh, for various things on television uh, during the race. And uh, yeah, we're still around today, just uh, fighting a good fight. Where's the what? flat part? The what part? The flat part. The flat. I don't know, I haven't seen the round part yet. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like one of the, the, the things that a lot of people harp on in the Flat Earth Society is like, where's the curve? Uh, the only people that are going to be showing you this curve are, you know, NASA. And, and I, I think. A lot of people already are waking up to the kind of bullshit NASA spits out. Uh, sometimes it's just ridiculous, like handing off wooden moonwalks, I mean, wooden moon rocks to uh, foreign diplomats, um, getting caught with cocaine multiple times, uh, constantly not being able to justify their, their budgets. Uh, you look at some of the, the footage they provide, and it's just patently ridiculous. You, you, you can't help but just sit back and laugh like someone's showing you some sort of... Um, cartoon or you know with Wiley e. Coyote trying to fool the roadrunner it's, it's, it's silly <laughs> so let's uh, let's dive right into some of the I'm going to call them theories just to uh, keep it under that term um, you, I looked through the web that term <laughs> yeah I look <laughs> like fight over theory and this and that yeah I, I looked through your website last night and I, I've studied this somewhat for a while I mean it's always been there in my research but I saw that at least the flat earth do you, let's actually let's start it with this question first are there other societies that believe different things other flat earth societies that are differ from you sure um, there's two that come to mind and there's the overall uh, flat earth community and, that, and uh, this is really funny and I uh, sometimes I really sit down and just have a laugh about it. Uh, there's there's is a substantial group of people that think there were uh, controlled opposition trying to uh, undermine the flat Earth cause. Um, I don't know. I kind of chalk it off to either professional jealousy or just uh, plain out silliness. But yeah, there is that group, and uh, we, we've had a, another flat Earth society uh, split off from us uh, that mainly ran our forums, and uh, now they run their own forums and. They're doing quite well. Uh, so we, the flatters are fighting. The flatters are fighting each other. <laughs> well, I mean, anytime you have an online community, you're gonna have a little bit of uh, disagreements, and especially one filled with uh, such honest and uh, brutal discourse, like a discourse that we try to ha harvest at the flatter society. We try to uh, make it a place where any freethinker can come. Uh, you know, say their beliefs, argue their case, and uh, have a rational discussion about it. You know, sometimes the reality of the situation is, you know, symptoms to a lot of the symptoms of the internet. 
so it does great sometimes, but uh, that's our goal. I would think that a lot of the maybe negativity in the flat earth society realm would come from the outside, not necessarily from other believers that just believe something different. Exactly. Yeah. In general, that's true. I mean, there are a few flat earthers that are very, uh, you know, uh, entrenched in their view and uh, can't really uh, tolerate another one. But I think that's the, the problem that we're fighting against as a flat earth society and the flat earth view as a whole is the sort of intolerance to uh, different views as kind of a bigotry that's um, celebrated as, uh, you know, something that might be cool or, or uh, might be uh, seem to make with someone better just because they agree with uh, the status quo and it's 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 disappointing makes sense so now john um walk me through this because i have like hardly any knowledge of this whatsoever so i know that you know you believe for the most part that the that the earth is, would be flat as opposed to uh the round globe that we're all very familiar with but i mean you still obviously you know we see mountains, we see peaks, we see valleys. I mean, we're not talking 100% flat here. We're talking just not round, correct? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're not talking, you know, completely flat. We're not talking about, you know, Ohio or something. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah, there, there are mountains, there are valleys. Uh, this is undeniable. Now, from there, um, rising up, we would we still have... You know, in your opinion, in, in your beliefs or whatever, we still have uh, this this thing called, you know, space, outer space. Uh, sure. Uh, and uh, I should say here, you know, a lot of what makes the Flat Earth Society an idea and, uh, you know, the whole movement really interesting is that it, th- there are a lot of different views on it. Um, my, mine are particularly uh, odd and outside of, uh, the common ones. That's what but we yeah, like here, though. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say any of them say that space is completely fake. Some of them might say space is a little <laughs> smaller than we think. They might say it's a lot bigger than we think. Uh, but something's above us. Now, your society doesn't believe that we've ever gone into outer space, though, correct? Well, it's, you know, kind of a fuzzy question. Uh, I guess outer space is wherever you define it to be. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I understand there, there may be different but, levels. Yeah, it's kind of like that, you know, fly, perfectly flat ground <laughs> bit. Uh, I, I'd say the overwhelming amount of flat earthers believe that no one's been to space or uh, sustained uh, space flight is not a real possibility. Right, but do you believe that? Do you believe that those rockets that were flying into the, the flatosphere are not, you know, real. I mean, they're not going anywhere. Like, like they're just burning out. I, I don't like. Look, I believe in Jesus, right? So, I mean, he fed people, you know, like what two fish. You know, he fed hundreds of people. So, I'm not about to like point, you know, say, hey, that's not possible. But I just mm-hmm. don't understand. Like, is Christopher Columbus like? Is he like the bad guy of the flatter community? Um, well, it's a, it's a difficult question. I, I'd say most people say, no, we didn't go to the space. Uh, are people like, do you have to reject every single thing you've ever learned to, to reach this conclusion? Like uh, Christopher Columbus, was he some sort of, um, you know, evil man spinning all these lies? And when you actually look at the history of Christopher Columbus, it really doesn't say anything about the Earth being flat around. Actually, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to mention that Christopher Columbus didn't necessarily believe one way or the other. Exactly. And in fact, most of what we know about Christopher Columbus and the crossing and the pilgrims and all of that stuff has just flat out lies to begin with. Yes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, and you see that uh, a lot around uh, the 1900s, around there, when science was really starting to emerge as a profession. And you see these books coming out. Uh, about Christopher Columbus, about um, all sorts of wonderful things uh, that, that we believe now about how he proved the Earth was round or he, he did this and that. And they're, they're just complete bollocks. <laughs> they're just, they're just, they're just filled with trash. Right. Uh, just, just cheap paperback novels. Have you ever flown out of the country? Yeah, I've uh, actually uh, 
you know, travel all around uh, the plane. What, uh, um, I saw that, I'm just going off what your website said, and that outside, so Antarctica rings our flat earth, but you guys believe that the plane of the planet is infinite beyond that? Yeah, that's one uh, theory I've been uh, working down. It's a math. Um, and it's one that uh, uh, Charles Johnson held to, uh, who I mentioned earlier, and uh, even Samuel Botham, who, who I also mentioned, uh, that the Earth just extends afterwards, you know, an indefinite amount. This also provides us, you know, a, a method not to ignore that gravity exists at all, because I, I, don't, I don't think that's a, a, a fair or a strong argument to stand on. A lot of flat earthers might disagree with me that. Um, it, it's, it's true that gravity is just a word we use to hide our ignorance and we say oh, things fall because of gravity and now we have a word for it. Uh, but uh, when you look at the infinite plane model, you can actually have a, a cohesive uh, definition of gravity that doesn't disregard everything we know about physics. So is there something on the other side of the flat earth that was my next question right there <laughs> i like that <laughs> it's a good question i, I get asked that a lot and i i, I don't know like to, to me that's sort of like uh when i look at uh mainstream science and they start coming up with the big bang and they make their own genesis story about all this stuff they don't know uh grasping at uh, very few straws and trying to build a whole hut out of them and of course the hut falls apart or it's leaking or it's rainy and, and you get dark matter and uh, dark energy just all this unexplainable bullshit. Um, to to me, uh, it's not it's not like that at all. Well, I uh, I'm a strong advocate on this show, as most of our listeners would know. That us us as hosts, us as people, for the most part, anybody listening to the show, they wouldn't have any reference point of the planet other than where they're standing, exactly. or maybe where they've flown. I've argued many times when it comes to whether we've gone to the moon or not or whether pictures of our planet are real or not is that I only know what I've been showed. Of course, and I think that's the basis. Uh, that, and that's one of the backbones of Zetetic Astronomy, uh, Earth on a Globe by Samuel Botham, is that idea that uh, to, to rely on your personal experience and to uh, personally prove things yourself rather than to rely on authority or tertiary knowledge. And I think that's something we agree with uh, very strongly. I know that a question uh, some of our listeners wanted me to ask is, how do you explain sunrise and sunset and the way the the moon and the stars move throughout our skies as well? Well, I have uh, my own, and I I kind of dodged away from them earlier, but I have my own personal views about things, and uh, they've been odd, but I think they explain it a little better. I think the common... Uh, the, the average person in my society would say um, this is a matter of perspective or there's some sort of um, bending of light going on due to the, the nature of space or ether. Uh, as, far, as far as I go, it, it kind of all relies on this base thought experiment. And you're going to have to go with me for a second on this one. Um, but let's believe some cra- crazy things right now. Let's believe that NASA isn't lying and they're in space on a satellite and they're floating about weightless. Uh, the, the only thing we can actually draw from that information that they're floating weightless is that they're in free fall. Uh, we know by Newton's laws that that means they're traveling in a straight line at a constant speed or they're perfectly still. And so we kind of come at a sort of side angle towards Einstein's relativity when we realize, well, then space must be curved and the satellites are indeed traveling straight lines above a flat Earth uh, through irregular space and once you and I I know that doesn't really sink it in but if you you sit down and think about it later um, you realize this actually explains very well sunsets the tides uh, just about any question you might have about the flat earth would all be resolved there Um, though the the other explanations uh, have their own worth and validity too so with the flat plane on the sun our knowledge of what we're told from scientists of the power of the sun wouldn't necessarily be true that maybe it's not as powerful and that's why we have 
darkness on one side of the planet when it's not over here because though our planet to us is big at least from what we have been told of other planets and other star systems and other things out there that we're relatively small and that the, the sun is this massive thing bigger than any planet in our solar system well, I think there's two points there one that uh, we're like the other planets and I don't think that's ever really been shown I think that's us uh, overextending these sort of idealistic ideas of the Copernican principle of um, uh, inductive uh, reasoning as a valid sort of reasoning to, to levels that it never really was meant to. Um, so, uh, to me, I, I can't I, I can't really get uh, too deep on that. Then I guess. Well, you can get as deep as you as you yeah. want. I mean, that's the whole reason we're here. Is I want to hear what you believe and how you feel about things. And Absolutely. I know our listeners want to hear it too. Uh, I want to hear it. How do you explain Mars? Excuse me. The the the, the rover when it lands on Mars, it's landing uh, on another flat plane. I, yes. Uh, that's a possibility. We we could, that could be the case. I, I think NASA though, I, I wouldn't put a lot of weight in what they say, um, whether I, I believe the Earth was flat or round or um, r- really anything. That's just there's not a lot of weight I can put in their word after they've been proven again and again to to be liars and uh, sort of pandering to the public, uh, whatever they want to see. Um, and, and that's something that's been going on since uh, not only uh, World War II when we had uh, such a resurgence and this sort of love for science and we started making shows like the Big Bang Theory and this and that where we kind of idolize it uh, to an almost religious standard. Uh, but also uh, before that, uh, when we you know, started going to the moon in the first place and we spent all this money fighting Russia and we had the Cold War and all that, there's a lot of very deep-seated beliefs that our uh, uh, politics sort of depend on being uh, rely on being true otherwise they sort of lose a lot of confidence of the people yeah. uh, they start losing their power we have a couple of questions from our twitch line nice and um actually i think i know what the answers will be but i'll let you answer them <laughs> uh, they kind of go together to me anyways it's why don't they send up a balloon or something to prove your point and why is that Na- what is nasa gaining by faking this Sure. Um, a lot of people have sent up balloons, and they've, you know, seen that it looks flat. Uh, you, you can Google it. Uh, other times, people set up a balloon with a GoPro camera, and you'll watch it for a bit, and it'll look convex, and then straight, and then concave, and it'll sit on that straight bit for a little too long for you to believe that it's um, all from distortion. But either way, you know, it says very little. Um, What's that second question again? It was, why would NASA lie to us? Oh, or uh, what would they gain from faking it? Is the well, it could just be stupid. Um, I know, I don't know. They, they they can't really keep their books. They they they're they're hooked on cocaine and they're running across the country in diapers. Huh. Uh, like there's all sorts of nonsense there. On the other hand, uh, there are a lot of good reasons, and I, I think three of them are, are pretty central to the cause. And you know. Most believers would say one of these three. Uh, one would be uh, it's, it's a concerted effort to hide God and God's word and uh, that the Bible is true and by directly contradicting its literal interpretations through its uh, nonsense. Uh, second one would be money. Um, you know, that one's that's pretty self-explanatory. They're just pocketing all the money. Uh, it's a lot cheaper to send up a fake space, you know, plane and put on a TV show than it is to and that, uh, really do it. That was going to be my answer to both of those actually. One right. was it's hard to prove without a lot of money and it's also a way to hide a lot of money for NASA and the government and, and other people that want to hide that money. And uh, the last reason, uh, sometimes you get into this sort of Orwellian stint and uh, Charles Orwell in fact mentioned the Flat Earth Society uh, once explicitly and once sort of tongue-in-cheek in in 1984 and you sort of have this idea of controlling power controlling information and you know going down that line 
It's I'm not sure if you're going to know the question to this or the answer to this question. My wife wants to know if you know why it was decided that we would be told that it was a sphere rather than something flat or why we were told. No, I have a very I, similar I question as your wife. Jason. It would be a sphere and yeah. not a triangle, a square or something else. Exactly. If there's something to the reason we need to think it's a globe rather than another shape. Well, it ties into a lot of old philosophy. Um, we could just be incorrect about it. Uh, there, there are a few motives. If, if you're talking from the motive realm, uh, you know, the Antarctic being a, uh, a pretty big one. It's a, if there's infinite land outside, then we uh, certainly want to keep our power and control our little area, um, especially given the resources and the, the international interest in uh, taking an, the Antarctic for each country. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess uh, what she was. It, I think it, it really uh, drills down to you go down back to you know Pythagoras and a lot of the the, the Greek um, ideas, and, and they were very 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 entrenched in this idea of a circle and, and this idea of a, a sphere. And you know, one thing led to another. Um, in some instances, it makes you know some of the math easier, and other ones, it's uh, a lot horribly more complex. So. Uh, Hopefully that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, are there is there other possible reasons why, other than a group of people wanting to hold the knowledge to themselves or the power, whatever they gain from it, is there another reason why possibly we might not be allowed to explore? I understand it's expensive, but if we are on a flat plane, if somebody that say they make a billion dollars there are plenty of people that have made a billion dollars in their life and they're not being controlled by these other people why else wouldn't they be able to travel and fly somewhere outside of what we know as our planet well uh, you know the main thing is the international treaty and uh, the Antarctic um, there is a a very concerted uh, uh, effort at one point to to study the Antarctic and figure out, you know, what the deal was down there, and they sent, um, you know, very, very infamous now, uh, probably still infamous uh, in his own right, uh, Admiral Byrd, and he went down there and he examined it, and he, it was kind of his life goal, and he, he kept going back and he kept uh, doing it, and then uh, one day they completely shut off the Antarctic. They just, you know, pulled him out. He, you know, he said, "I got to report this," and uh, he reported, it, and they, they, they cut off all. Uh, flight over in the Antarctic, anything but um, you know minor scientific studies there, and so I think that raises a really big question on you know why would they you know want to stop that? Uh, it seems pretty clear. Well, you mentioned Bird, and I was just I, I had heard the story before, but it's just um, synchronicity, I guess. That mysterious boom, another podcast that Hugh does that. I was just listening to them yesterday. Yeah. And they talked about Bird and his flight and running into an area in Antarctica that his thermometer read 74 degrees and that there were woolly mammoths there and other people there. Do you believe that there are other people outside of what we know as our planet? I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty skeptic myself. So I'd like to see it myself before I, I say I believe. Uh, it, it's certainly interesting, and it certainly makes uh, you want to know more. It's very interesting stuff. Now, uh, do you I can say that uh, Samuel Robotham, or not Samuel Robotham, uh, uh, Charles Johnson and uh, uh, Samuel Shanton, he was a, a previous pre president of the Flatter Society, uh, believed very strongly that there were a lot of uh, lands outside of the Earth. Uh, he had a, uh, and it's a very popular view now that there's a dome around the Earth, and uh, you kind of see it again. Uh, as late as Copernicus too, uh, where this is giant dome and all the stars are fixed to it, and he believed that Jesus uh, ascended out of the dome. And uh, other cultures, when you have certain uh, mystical events that happened historically, that you're kind of like, well, I don't know about that. There, there are other races, uh, like the Atlanteans and whatnot, that came in and out uh, through the dome for whatever means. Well, other spaceships, uh, UFOs, aliens, anything like that could easily easily be explained by something else on our planet outside of what we know. Yeah, a lot of things. I, 
easily explained. And I think that's uh, the kind of positive go-to uh, for, for the scientists is to say, well, we can explain that in our framework. And of course they can. Uh, there's a lot of things they can't. And once you start breaking apart that framework, when you realize there are so many breaking points to it, you end up with a, a kind of new language uh, to speak uh, science in. And uh, that leads to um, you know, understanding these, these odd questions that you would usually just write off and say, oh, well, that's probably just refraction. That's why you can see further than you can uh, you would expect to, or maybe that's why it looks flat um, in certain instances when you think it would look round. And you can come up with all these ad hoc hypotheses, but what you're really doing is delaying falsification for your idea. And you're saying, uh, not, not right now, let's test it a little later. Let's you know, find a way out, a, a separate theory that we can sort of explain it away with. And it's sloppy and it's not really uh, a proper search for truth. It's more uh, a proper search for whatever you want to believe in. It's fascinating, though. Now, I have um, one other question that is, for me personally, that I am curious about. So, so with tectonics and earthquakes and seismographs, and I understand I'm not personally viewing them, so they may be lying to me, but if there's an, an earthquake that at its epicenter is in southern South America, like down at the bottom. How, I'm looking at the map of, of the flat earth right now. How, other than traveling through Antarctica, does that wave reach Australia, which is on the opposite side, before it's crossed the plane of the earth? Uh, well, Without going through like, uh, Antarctica. This is kind of what I, I'm talking about earlier about, um, you know, yeah, of course I can make up an, an alpha hypothesis or I could suggest some of the other ones that other people have made up um, or, you know, studied and, and have strong evidence for. Uh, I understand you might like, not. It could bounce off the, 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 you know, some other lower, denser area and then come back up. Uh, there could be some other law at play. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I understand you might. Uh, earthquakes and stuff like that is a sort of deductive knowledge that yeah, yeah. seems what it knows up front and then tries to build all these interrelations off and then when questions are raised it says well we can find the right variable to make this theory work and put a value on that and that'll be a constant yeah. and um our theory still fits but i think there's it's a lot gooier than that and it's a lot uh less solid than we'd like to believe when we believe when we look at something like a um an earthquake in one place then resonating to the other side of the earth um, in the rounder theory. Yeah. No, I understand that. Um, Something I talked about a bit uh, called, uh, uh, well, I forget what I call it, but it's, <laughs> there's always additional solutions um, for any problem. You can always come up with, uh, like, sit down and try it and instead of trying to say, you know, how could this not happen? This looks obvious. I have a model. It explains it. Try to say, well, what else could happen? Could it bounce down there? Maybe something's curving that sound, or uh, those vibrations. Maybe um, you know, a million other things could be true. And I think you get a lot more out of that uh, outward, outwards-reaching re logic than you do from inwards-reaching logic, where we can maybe invent a microwave or a you know a nicer car or whatnot. But uh, you're not really reaching towards truth in any uh, real meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, well, I understand how you may not, I mean, no, I don't think anybody has the answer to everything. And uh, because <laughs> we can't, ex we can't even explain everything we can see with our eyes at our very moment right now in front of our face. But I was just, I was just curious if there was a hypothesis that, that you might know about that might explain that to me because I'm curious about it. I wasn't oh. necessarily, you know, I don't think, yeah, I don't I've think been, uh, any of the questions that I'm going to ask or any of us are going to ask, we're not looking for an absolute truth from you or from anybody right. because I don't think anybody really knows. Exactly. Yeah. I did take that, take advantage of that a bit, a bit too quickly to, to get on a soapbox about, or no absolute truths, but, uh, <laughs> it, there are different explanations I've heard. Some of them are a bit silly and some of them aren't. Um, 
my best advice is just to read on them because uh, they're all interesting. Um, the bouncing one is one you know I, I just suggested, and uh, I've read before. Um, I think Shaldawal talked about a uh, I can't remember who it was, but uh, someone had written about it in the past. Uh, but but there are others too. Did now, you have another question, Josh? I do, yeah. Now, John, when we're talking about um, the the flat earth no. as as you um, would come to believe it is as it is, mm-hmm. as far as depth, what would you what would you say uh, you're deducing here as far as like a depth? How thick how thick the uh, the earth would then be? Well, I I did some math on that line. Um, with infinite plane theory, uh, and came up with a pretty definitive number, uh, somewhere in the, the 4,000 uh, kilometers, I believe, which is roughly the same as the rounder. Right. Uh, so there would be another side then, or do you think that's what just I'm, a nothingness? On that's the what I'm side? getting at. Yes. Yeah. For well, your for I, your I, view. I don't know. I'm, I'm being I'm being a little silly, uh, saying, oh, it's 4,000, you know, so and so deep, because I'm assuming off of you know. The density of of the of the Earth and all, all these things, but yeah, there might be another side, and you know, it's a very interesting question. I think a lot of people are excited about that question. Um, it's it's not one I really care to answer because it's sort of back to that Big Bang thing where uh, science tries to answer these questions that, like, I haven't seen the other side of the Earth. I, I'm not going to try to answer it. I'm not going to try to build a Big Bang or a yeah. new story. I'm just going to uh, be curious and. Hopefully I'll find out yeah, more. I'm not. We're not trying to ask you any questions. Yeah, uh, we're not trying to force um, you to come up with an answer that you might not have. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I know. I mean, like you know, I could guess about it. It's a hard. It's a hard subject to, to ask about without talking about certain. You know, the possibilities. If we were an infinite plane, and there was another side, there theoretically, other than going through the planet, there would be no way to get to the other side. Uh, yeah, theoretically. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they could teleport or something. So something that silly. Yeah, that's true. Uh, There's wormholes. I don't know. I always, like always hear about, and it, it kind of ties me back in with that Samuel Shanton stuff, um, that there might be another uh, civilization on the other side or uh, equal to our own or lesser or better or whatnot. And those are always really interesting things to read. And uh, you do get a, a few of those interesting theories in the flatter thing. Uh, a while ago, there was one that said there were no trees on Earth, and that these giant five mountain tops were uh, like uh, this Devil's Peak, or yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah, and, uh, were actually ch- giant chopped down trees, and yeah, that doesn't really appeal to me. I don't think it's going to hold up to much scrutiny, but I think it has a lot of worth uh, in and of itself, and it, it's fun to talk about the, the what ifs in uh, flat Earth theory, even if. You eventually have to uh, break those down and say, oh, these ones are just completely patently silly, and uh, these are the legitimate flat Earth theories. And I think you kind of get that real living breath of science that you don't really have anymore. Uh, now it's all that in- that inward-moving science that uh, I talk about. So who is it that's keeping the secret from us? Is it a shadowy government or a shadowy group that we don't know, or is it people that are out there in the open? Well, I think it's everybody. I think uh, people that aren't asking the question, uh, like I said earlier, you might come up to different results than me, but you know, people that aren't asking the question uh, in the first place. Uh, is there an Illuminati? Is there some sort of shad- shadow group uh, controlling us? Yeah, probably. There's, you know, people are greedy. People have uh, lust for power and lust for all sorts of things. Uh, I-, I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're deciding what we know and uh, what gets put on the TV and uh, all that. Uh, I, I think there's no doubt that there's some sort of uh, puppet master uh, pulling the strings. So, Josh, do you have any other questions about Flat Earth? You know, I, I do have questions for you specifically, John. Like, I, I know, like, this is a, a weird subject. Like I said, it's something that we've touched on just very briefly in the give or take 150 episodes or whatever that we've we've done on this show how much scrutiny do you face um 
personally, when you when you're speaking about things like this, I'm sure you lecture and, and do uh, very similar interviews as you're doing now. How much um, how much scrutiny are you facing? Because it's it's a, I mean, in, in all honesty, yeah, it's it's a hard pill to swallow because this shit has been drilled down our throats since we've been yeah. born. I mean, there's no denying that. Well, and whether you, I'm not saying you didn't put yourself out there because you did, but you're part of the face of this movement and society exactly. and theory and all of that. So I'm sure you get a lot of like scrutiny. Well, I wouldn't say it's scrutiny. Um, it'd be rather welcoming if there was actual scrutiny, but it's, uh, <laughs> I, you know what you're talking about. I get, I get, I get, sh- uh, shit all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I, uh, I hope we're not. I answer every message that the fighter society gets. Yeah. And most of them are, I'd probably say a good 75% of them are, you know, go jump off the edge. Fuck you. You're an idiot. You're sending people back to the dark ages. Right. Uh, and over the time, it's sort of, at this point, I'm like Teflon and it just rolls right off because I, it says a lot more about these kind of people that go on the internet, go out of their way to find me yeah. and, uh, you know, go to just hate on me. It's just, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how's this supposedly prove you're intelligent and my ideas wrong by showing up and telling me to kill myself? Yeah. It's uh, very despicable. And I, I think the real irony is a lot of them have this sort of uh, faith, faith, religious belief in their science and yet they have this sort of idea in their head that science is the you know enemy of religion and they're fighting against each other and uh, they've been doing so forever and religion is against reason whereas they're the ones partaking in this, their own religion and unwittingly being their own you know fools to their own uh, metric i was gonna say there's there it seems these days anyway there seems to be a lot more cynicism as opposed to healthy skepticism yeah, definitely. Um, well, skepticism, as it's defined now, is not how it's always been defined. That's my point. Skepticism right. now is defined as not believing in what others have to say yeah, where, and, and questioning them, <laughs> where skepticism you, used to mean questioning yourself and what you believe in to better yourself. Exactly. Right, or, or question, questioning everything in, in general. Um, yeah. I think there's more of an honest ring to what skepticism used to mean where it was an actual search for knowledge whereas now it's more oh you're, you're stupid you don't believe the set of facts I do um, it's, it's disappointing but you know what can you do <laughs> Yeah. so much. what else does John Davis believe in what else are you not not even believe in what else are you interested in well uh, I'm a computer scientist I'm interested in math um uh, study math, you know, computer science. Um, play some music, you know, do this and that. Uh, I'm very interested in uh, the philosophical basis of scientific method and the different ways we look at things. And I, I think that's another like overarching theme to the, the flat Earth uh, thing is that a lot of people have this idea of what method is and what scientific method is and how we learn things, but the actual historical record. And what the experts have to say on the matter within uh, their own science um, disagrees sharply with what that. It's just completely different. If you read people like uh, Karl Popper or Paul Feyerbin or um, uh, what's that fellow, uh, Kahn, Thomas Kahn, uh, any of those works, they're in stark contrast to what people believe. And uh, that's something that really interests me is, is uh, the, the kind of languages that we shift from and towards when we're having these sort of uh, scientific revelations and these scientific upheavals, even if they seem false at first, uh, that's very uh, not, not a huge point uh, consequentially because uh, they for- they end up forming the axioms of the new language that we speak and the after it. If that makes sense, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it makes point. sense. Um, uh, to an earlier point, I. Anybody that lasts in an alternate field, they they have to learn to let things roll off their back. They have to learn to take the unknowledgeable criticism, stuff like that. And I commend you for sticking to what you believe in and trying to further your uh, belief. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah, like I said, it does just kind of roll off at this point. It says a lot of the other people. 
um, far more worthwhile are the, all the great letters I receive uh, from flat earthers around the world and also, um, you know, messages on Facebook where people say, you know, even if they don't believe with me and they say, oh, you're an idiot or, you know, I disagree. They probably won't say that if they're one of the nice ones. Uh, but, um, you know, I agree with you and, you know, let's have an interesting conversation about it. Um, or I disagree with you and let's, you know, let's talk about it rationally. Uh, I don't know. Uh, thank so you. Thank you. I, I'm curious as to, so as far as ghosts and that side of the paranormal, though we deal with a lot, we get a lot of um, jokes and, and stuff like that on the... But most of those people, whether they want to joke about it or not, are really interested in yes. hearing stories about hauntings, or maybe they had something in their life happen that you know they can't explain. So they're super open to it. How does that does that mirror the fear, the flat Earth side, or no? I, it... I think that, I don't know. It's a bit of both. Um, you guys are are probably a little more lucky because. I, I don't think there's very many people that haven't had the, the hair stand up on the back of their neck sure. or haven't had some moment there. If you look at, um, you know, William James, uh, this is a variety of religious experience. He gives chapters and chapters and chapters of just that kind of stuff happening. Uh, the flatter thing, I'd say, you know, the ones that just don't come to say, hey, you know, jump off the edge of the earth. Uh, yeah, I'd say they are interested. I, I, I say that once they start asking that question and they're not, um, you know, in some sort of attack mode, uh, they really say, oh, well, yeah, that's a good point. You know, I'm not sure if I believe you or not, but I'm going to walk away and have, you know, some interesting thoughts about it later. So you meet somebody at work, somebody just through work about, uh, you know, about the, they work in computer programming like you, and you become friends. At what point? How long? until you start talking about the flat earth theory that's a good question <laughs> um it has to be pretty late uh, I, I don't know i'm kind of i'm the kind of guy that uh, keeps a lot of my work stuff separate from my my home life um as far as a personal friend that i met i, I talked to them and as soon as i thought they were, might be interested in it um usually even if they don't believe in it usually leads to interesting conversations Work. Uh, I, I, I try to draw the, the line a little, um, a little more sharply there. Well, that's understandable. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. The, just a, a couple weeks ago, like I was saying, I answer all these messages that come into the Flat Earth Society, and this 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 uh, kid came to me, and he said, um, "You know, I'm at my school. I just happened to be talking about the Flat Earth thing, and." Um, you know, I believe it, and I have to go talk to the whole school about, you know, why the earth is flat and go in this assembly with where everyone's talking to them. And I, I just say, I just think to myself, that poor kid's going to get, like, just fucking beat the shit out of him and uh, <laughs> torn down and made fun of, and it's going to ruin his life. And, I, you know, I try to explain to him, you know, this is a bad idea. You don't want to do this. Tell your parents about it. Um, you know, it's fine to have these weird beliefs, but there are those lines you have to draw sometimes because... And you have to be a little realistic because uh, be more assholes. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially when it comes to anything new, different, uh, and otherwise, you know, doesn't uh, quite match up with their own beliefs. So it's weird. Yeah, well, I got a call from a friend of mine after I posted on Facebook asking if anybody had any questions for you. I got a call from a friend, and he had a bunch of questions, but he also said... And I, I don't necessarily fault him for it, but he also said, if I, if he asked me straight out if I believe in flat Earth, and I said no, not necessarily. And he said, good because I don't know if I could be your friend anymore if you. <laughs> he was My jokingly God. saying that, but yeah. you know, that's what he said. But I also said to him that, and Josh knows this, and it pisses Josh off sometimes. <laughs> I try not to explain or quantify anything anymore anything. because I don't know. Anytime Josh asks me what I think about something, I say it's possible. It's very possible. And that is what I think about the flat earth theory. No, I would totally I, agree. I'm I just, think it's possible. There's no way that I can know and I'm not going to trust what somebody else can tell me. I'm just, my point uh, to that is... That. <laughs> that. 
um, you know, I know I'm intelligent because I know I know nothing. So I think it's a very healthy view to have. That is good shit. That is good shit. Right, now, well, um, I was going to ask, like, where can people oh, find? Where can people find out more information? You know, if they're interested in this, where can they find legitimate information? Um, you know, give you a chance here to plug. You know, the website, the society, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FlatEarthSociety dot org is a great place to go. We have a huge library. Uh, one of our main causes is to collect old flat Earth literature and you know provide for everybody, including you know large archives of some of our former presidents and their, you know, uh, various uh, messages they've gotten. Uh, you can check me out at, on Twitter at John Eric Davis. Um, you can check out Flat Earth Today on Twitter or uh, Facebook. And uh, there's a lot of stuff on uh, that doesn't necessarily have to do with us, but, um, you know, like Mark Sargent and um, Patricia Steer and a lot of the YouTube uh, channels are you know, uh, a good start uh, before you start reading into the, the literature. Very nice. Well, John, thank you so much again for, for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. I do have one last question. Does anybody ever mistake you for the lead singer of Corn? <laughs> I've always wished for that one. Um, There's actually another... Uh, 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 abandoned town too that uh, the lead singer is John Davis and so uh, uh, getting mistaken left and right hopefully one day <laughs> <laughs> that's great but yeah, maybe you'll get a check in the mail and uh, you can just cash it there you go <laughs> perhaps <laughs> alright well thank you very much for coming on and uh, I hope we keep in touch and we can talk <laughs> about different theories and stuff in the future sounds great uh, I'd love to be on anytime awesome thank you so much John all right, see ya. Thanks a lot. Thanks again. Bye. Just a second. What? What the f? I just lost everybody. This is ridiculous. I lost them all. One second. All right, so we got Jason back. Okay. Now ask your questions. So, <laughs> no, first I'll say. I like the fact that he didn't have an explanation for everything because right, it, it's a good thing to me because it means that he didn't think he had an explanation for everything. You know what I mean? Bingo. He didn't seem like a pompous prick. That's what helped a lot. Helped me a lot. Because I thought... Yeah, because it, it, you can believe it. People can believe in whatever they want to believe in. Yeah, absolutely. And we didn't give him too much shit. I mean, even if we did, I wouldn't care. But we didn't give him too much shit. But it, he didn't seem like if we, if we straight out started making fun of him, he probably would have gotten upset because we were making fun of him. But I don't think he necessarily would have taken it personally, which yeah, is probably the not. good part. Totally burping over here. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gassy. Well, Clint... Clint says on Twitch that that was fun. Hell yes. I didn't get to all of his questions, mainly because the last couple questions, I didn't think that uh, John would have an answer other than, well, I don't really necessarily have an explanation for that. Dude, it's tough, man. Like, which really, if you think about it, scientists today, there's so much that they don't explain that they, they won't talk about is the thing. Exactly. But they don't have an explanation for it. But they think they fucking do. Like, scientists think they fucking do. Okay, thousands, thousands and thousands of birds drop out of the fucking sky simultaneously. They just fucking drop out, right? Nobody has a fucking explanation. But yet scientists think that they have to explain this in some way, shape, or form. So what do they say? It's firecrackers. I have. I actually have not. It made me laugh because I have not heard that explanation they, before. That's a I've legitimate. heard storms. I've heard of updrafts. I've heard of downdrafts. I've heard of all these things. Yep. But I have not heard the firecrackers. Firecrackers theory. was one that I did hear. Now I've heard all that shit that you were suggesting as well. But yeah, the one guy who was out there, he's like, "No, it must have been firecrackers." What the fuck? Like, <laughs> who in their right fucking mind believes that? Number one, it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. 
sent them all into a heart attack, apparently. Millions of them just dead right there. Yeah. But it's the same thing Anyways, with, like, fish uh, being washed up on yeah. the shore. You know, they got to fucking explain that shit, too. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know about you, but I'm very satisfied with that, even though we didn't get to the bottom of anything. Hey, do we ever? His theory inside. <laughs> do we ever get to the bottom of anything? No, but we get to the bottom of our glasses. I was worried that the people here on Twitch were just going to sit here and see my hands in my face the whole time, (laughs) which is not the case. I am very glad that that's not the case. Oh my god! Or we didn't have to hang up on him because we didn't stock and believe in what he was going to say. Dude, I thought it might be a possibility there for a second, though. Like. Going into the interview, I didn't know. I'm like, fuck, are we going to hang up on him? Is he going to hang up on us? <laughs> That's what I honestly thought. Because I didn't know. He was a really cool guy, though. Well, like I said in the interview, you you, you got to be. You know, and I know, and most people in this field know that you're going to take shit. And you got to be okay with it. You're not ever going to make it. You're not ever going to go anywhere. You're just going to be pissed off the whole time for all the people talking shit on you. Right. Your theories or whatever. Yeah, I would totally agree. Ugh. We lost Potter. (laughs) God damn it. This is crazy, man. The internet's acting weird. Yeah, it's the Iowa internet. I've had a bit to drink. Have you? Oh, well, I had a beer before I started. I'm on the third beer during the show. a boy. So I'm on my fourth beer. Proud of you. Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. Well, I'm told that I'm funnier and the show is better when I'm drinking. <laughs> Just keep drinking. <laughs> Just keep drinking. Rate and review us on iTunes. That's right. Sons of bitches. You got that phone number handy? Nine one three nine one three seven three zero seven two five five, and we did get some calls and texts. No from way, Shaggy and other people, but I don't have them ready. I was going to save them for the next news episode. Yeah, there you go. Then Tuesday morning we'll roll them. Yep, I love it. All right. Oh, we we also have, and it's less than a month away now. It's only a couple weeks that Rick it is will be shaved. Rick Rose will be shaved, or not shaved, not shaved. Waxed. Waxed, bitches. Yeah. Um, so. Waxed. Hey, uh, I got those sound clips pulled, by the way. Yeah? Sound uh, clips? I got a couple sound clips that stuck to the tape from last week or from the last uh, episode. Um, you saying it's science, bitches. And then uh-huh. me saying that four out of five proctologists recommend the ectoplasm show. Yeah. I'm so. going to try to get... On what I was saying, I'm going to try to get Rick on our next news episode. That's so a great that he idea. Can talk about his upcoming project, and he can talk about what he doesn't want to talk about, the getting waxed part. Waxing. I do know that Malvern Manor, uh, we did donate some moolah to that, uh, to that cause. Yes, you did. Yup, we did. So, fuck to the... Uh, all right, peeps. We're going to let you go. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week weekend what have you we'll talk to you soon oh, one thing uh, uh, sorry uh, didn't mean to cut you off uh, i got one last thing to say <laughs> one thing that john didn't tell you humbly i guess is that flat earth society you can become a friend to the flat earth society for twelve dollars just twelve dollars I think that's the right price. Yeah. I'm looking off to the side trying to decide if I'm right or not. I don't know. I think it's $12 anyways. For $12, you get a certificate that says you're a flat earth believer. And you get a coin that has the flat earth on one side and your number within the society on the other side. That's pretty badass. And you're listed on the website. But you can put unlisted or you can put anonymous or you can put a name like Nutsack like me. That's it. On there. That'd be great. I haven't joined it because right now I don't have $12. Because you're kind of well, trying do, to come up with a I cool name. $12 of my money. Um, I understand. To spend on the Flat Earth Society. <laughs> but yeah, so go check out their website. John Davis something on Twitter. I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me. But you can find it. We'll Hell share it yes. all anyways. So. Hell yeah. 
Now All right. I just sound drunk. No, you're not. You don't sound that drunk. You sounded drunker. I don't drunker. sound drunk, but I remember I that night. It. You remember that night? You probably don't remember that night. I do. I was sitting Fuck. by the fire on my lake lot, and I called you. Boy, you were fucking smashed, man. That was amazing. I was actually not smashed. Horse shit. You were I was, fucking gone. I was good and drunk. I'm not good and drunk right now. I was good and drunk. <laughs> but I was not smashed. You sounded fucking smashed. Oh, it was great. But we had a good combo, right? You yeah, it was a, great. We had, had a good time on the phone with me. We had a great conversation. That's what it was. I'm telling you. Oh. It was a good time. All, All right, right. Close the show. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Peace out.